MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. Today we have a Trump barrack falling out, the cop who killed Eric Garner is fired, Barr removes the Bureau of Prisons chief, Trump pays millions in legal fees, Planned Parenthood withdraws from Title X, and the Department of Justice sides with Trump over the House Judiciary. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. I didn't mean the House Judiciary. I meant House Financial Services. Okay. So, Appreciate that immediate correction. So there you go. Thank Corrections, you. Corrections. No emails necessary. Perfect. I don't, I don't know if anybody would catch that, but I just did. You caught yourself. So I wanted to make that yeah, clear. You How checked yourself you? before you wrecked yourself. <laughs> I dig it. Before it was wiggity whack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the 1990s, everybody. <laughs> Jamming on the one. How are you guys? I'm great. I recently played um uh, an hour of laser tag again, and that was a lot of fun. Yes. Always great. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. self-care. Yes, it is, honestly. <laughs> Love it. JSC, laser tag. Um, I am well. I did some things to, i did a i gave myself a little facial today for oh. the first time in my life nice so cool. yeah you cut your hair too all the blonde's gone yes all the blonde is gone nice. yes uh Looks i also good. thank you i learned i have very sensitive skin and should not give myself facials <laughs> <laughs> it burned so only other people lot. can give you facials <laughs> it burns because yeah. you're wicked <laughs> yeah it was like if this burns or the tingling sensation is normal if it starts becoming uncomfortable, take it off. Ow, but that's ow, like, ow, ow, yeah, ow. right. But that's too like far a, gone. That's a weird threshold. Like I don't know what's comfortable and what's uncomfortable. Yeah. Zero to any tingling right sensation at all is uncomfortable. <laughs> but then that, uh, yeah, is is a whole thing. Anyway, I'm doing great. My face is on fire. Still, a little bit. Damn. Well, I hope it gets better. <laughs> doing great. My face is on fire. <laughs> Whoa. My face is on fire. Oh, it took me a minute. I was like, which song? But no. <laughs> That's the uh, King, Kings yeah. of Leon, it right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Eric Knowles had a great joke about them. He's like, why does that guy always sound like he's ripping off a Band-Aid? It's impressive to make a living off of that, but he totally nailed it. It does sound like ripping off a band. <laughs> he does a much better impersonation of him than I do. So but that's pretty good. So yeah, check yeah. out Eric Knowles if picture. you get a chance. Brilliant ex-Marine veteran, just all around great comedian. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he won the World Series of Comedy, didn't he? He did. Dope. Yeah. Dope. All right. Uh, anyway, news show. <laughs> da, 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 da. So uh, we might as well jump in with uh, with our hot notes. Hot notes. All right, guys, on a little more serious note, after five long years, there was finally a decision in the Eric Garner case, and that decision is the NYPD has fired the cop who killed Eric Garner. For reference, the incident happened in 2014. A grand jury was impaneled, and they decided not to indict uh, the cop. And then the Obama Justice Department said it wanted to do an investigation into whether Garner's civil rights were violated. So they opened up that investigation, but they did not come to a decision before the 2016 election, probably assuming Hillary was going to win and they mm -hmm. could hand this off to yeah, the Clintons. Continue it. 
But uh, by July 2018, after the Trump administration hadn't done anything, they'd made no determination or even they didn't even acknowledge that they were continuing the civil rights investigation. The NYPD took matters into their own hands and started their own trial. And then a little less than a year later, they determined that while Garner didn't comply, the cop applied an illegal chokehold and he had reason to know it was not a legal maneuver. So they fired him. Good. I mean, it's bittersweet because there's that quote that says justice delayed is justice denied. Um, but also being killed for this kind of thing is already justice right. denied. Right. So it's, it's late and not enough. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but also better late than never. Yeah, I still believe in that. But yeah, very bittersweet. Yeah. And I think one of the problems is that the Obama administration, Department of Justice, had asked the NYPD to not take action on this to to keep him on administrative leave until they concluded their civil rights uh, investigation their whether or not this violated civil rights yeah so that's kind of one of the things that was on hold forever I wonder if the NYPD at that point wouldn't if there if there wasn't that civil rights investigation after the grand jury that was in panel decided not to indict if they would have just fired, fired the cop then. yeah that's a good point yeah um, I you, still don't understand why the grand jury uh, didn't bring charges but I you know that we'll never see that that's grand jury material yeah. we yeah. can never see you Sorry. I was just going to say, Obama said he was upset about that. So would he be the one at fault there or Eric Holder? Who who would be the person that would be at fault for, for it being delayed for the civil rights investigation? Which sounds like a good thing, but then, like you mentioned, could have been a part of the problem. I don't know if Obama instructed the Department of Justice to do a civil rights investigation. It seems like something Obama would not do because he was very hands-off on the department. Um, you know, despite what Trump might tell you, that Eric Holder had Obama's back and would do investigations when he said... Uh, but I, I really don't know. Uh, I don't know that there's a way to know. We could probably do a FOIA request. There might have already been a FOIA request. Might be something you could research if you wanted to yeah, to yeah. see if they got the documents on the handling of the civil rights investigation under the Obama administration. Yeah, because they kind of played out the clock there, right? Like ran the clock. Because maybe not intentionally, but the fact that Trump was elected before they even got around to. Well, they were assuming Hillary would win and uh, probably could continue the investigation with whoever the new um, attorney general would be, if that would be anyone new or if they would have kept Lynch or uh, Holder or whoever it was at the time. Yeah. The lists of negatives that came from assuming Hillary was going to win just (laughs) continues to grow. (laughs) Throw it on the pile. I think this is one of those things that got caught up and fell through the cracks because we all assumed Hillary would win the election. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, yeah, and I, I don't know how long a civil rights investigation takes, like, because they started it in, in 2014 or 2015. They, I didn't even they, know they had those. Yeah, they, I feel like you should have been able to wrap it up in a year, but they didn't wrap up the NYPD trial in a year, and, and you know, so I, I honestly don't know how long you can expect a civil rights trial to take or a civil rights investigation because it's not a trial because they cleared them of criminal charges. The, the grant or the grand jury did that. Right. Well, I guess we talk on the podcast a lot about how these things take a long time. So even unfortunately, in these cases, it sounds like they were probably going as fast as they could. But it's so sad to five years later. That's crazy. And what was your quote? Delayed justice is, is ju- justice delayed is, is justice denied. Yeah. See, uh, to me, justice delayed is just how fucking justice works. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are we're saying, all sitting here like, God damn it. Come on. Exactly. They're saying they should change it from the justice system to the, um, the just the legal system because there's not really any justice implied in, in the majority of cases. Mm. Yeah. So. It does make me question, though, all the times that we hear cops being placed on administrative leave instead of just being fired. If in every single scenario, it's because they're waiting for the years that it takes for the investigation to finally be done. I think if, it probably has more to do with with their union contract right because if they just fired else. them they would get sued 
Yeah, you can't just yeah. fire a police officer. You yeah. have to go through the due, dil- due diligence based on what the union puts in place. Right. Yeah, but they're about to make that more complicated, I think, in uh, California, right? Governor, um, is it... Newsom? Yeah, yeah. He's just making a law that says that it, they, they need to have a better reason for using um, like excessive force, mm-hmm. which I guess isn't exactly firing them, but just more consequences. Yeah. You know, they're trying. The problem is, is that if you lighten up on the uh, due process... Fourth Amendment rights to each uh, police officer or any federal worker or any not not that police officers are federal, but anyone in a job. If you lighten up on those, then that means they can easily fire you for wrong things. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it takes so long uh, is those are protections in place to protect people who deserve the protection. Unfortunately, there are people who get that protection that don't deserve that protection. But that is, you know, we might we want to err on the side of protection for people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, but then, you know, if you lift those regulations and say you can fire a cop for whatever you want, they might go out and fire every cop of color on the force because some you know racist asshole comes in and, and decides to do that and there's no protection for those cops exactly it makes us vulnerable on both sides i will say that one of the craziest parts of this whole eric garner story is that his 27 year old daughter who was you know fighting for for like his memory i guess or justice for him she died at 27 years old from a heart attack after yeah. all this went down like wow. you know in the last five years that's, that's just so sad blows so my after mind. it happened exactly away. yeah yeah she would wow. do these things called die-ins where every week or every two weeks she and activists would just sit where he died and just you know raise awareness and yeah, she had a heart those. attack yeah she had a heart attack and died yeah oh 27 my. years old it blows my mind oh my gosh yeah there's a lot of crazy parts to this story like i just yeah there's a lot i hope they don't stop looking into it even though he's fired there's still a lot that i think like the guy that filmed it he's in jail right now the guy that filmed Derek garner do a whole series <clears throat> yeah absolutely yeah, on it and as they should do the foia get the get the information find out what the communications were within the justice department and both the uh, obama and trump administrations there had to have been some sort of read in read out briefing to to from one administration to the other there there should have been discussions between susan rice and and um, the attorney general and and Obama about what are we going to do with these cases that we thought were going to be carried on and aren't. You know, there had to have been something there. And I would really you should be able to FOIA those things. Yeah. 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 I know this is entirely different, but the podcast. You can do that, too. You know, we can file FOIA requests. Ooh. Any citizen can. Wow. FOIA Friday. I'd like to do that. Just to go through the process. Yeah. Yeah. Every week we just file a new FOIA request. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? I want I want pictures of Nunez's farm. (laughs) There you go. FOIA request that from casual foyer fridays (laughs) yeah but um but i i understand that what i'm about to say is an entirely different legal situation and and while i believe it definitely contains inherent racism it is nuanced and different from eric gardner uh but serial the podcast there's now calls for the supreme court to hear that case and there's definitely been mobility within the justice system as a result of that podcast Mm -hmm. so what you were saying about someone doing a podcast about it it's like it's crazy that that actually makes such a difference and yeah 100 percent they should if the public care about it then yeah, yeah that's why i said somebody should do a series right totally. all this shit put it together do the investigative journalism and that can make a difference because you're right that sudden on case that rabio shadri mm-hmm. was our first guest yeah, on, on, on uh, muller she wrote fun not fact. on the daily beans fun fact <laughs> for the day trivia uh and she was, was part of that and uh that you're right it makes it, journalism makes a difference and i think that uh, unfortunately right now with bill barr at the head of the department of justice the weight of justice in this country is now on the shoulders of journalists 
uh, more so than it is on the Department of Justice. So yeah, to us, there guys. was a, a meme on that note that I saw that where Trump is saying the press is the enemy of the people, and someone else said that truth is the enemy of the president. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, tr- press is truth. Truth is truth is enemy of Trump. <laughs> press is enemy of Trump. Yeah. 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 By the transitive property of treason. Yes. (laughs) Uh, All right. Next. Here we go. In the wake of the Epstein death, uh, Barr found another fall guy. Uh, We know he moved the warden out, right? And he put those two sleepy guards on leave. (laughs) And now he has removed the Bureau of Prisons chief, Hugh Hurwitz, and he's replaced him with former prisons director uh, Kathleen Sawyer. She she did the job before. Hurwitz has been reassigned to direct the reentry program for the Bureau, where he will work with Barr to implement the new justice reform bill. The First Step Act. Hmm. So that's going to be that guy's job. Interesting. They are just so shorthanded. Everyone's an acting something. It's just a shit show. Yeah. yeah. They're just really dedicated in all ways to people not being in their jail cell anymore, huh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Unless you are, deserve to get out because you're in on yeah. a marijuana offense. No, yeah, no, yeah. And they have to stay. I did not mean that seriously at all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stri- strictly on the first step thing and the fact that Epstein is no longer in his jail cell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It. No, Do I know. You set that. him up. I knocked him down. It's totally fine. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, we worked it out. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, time for a little schadenfreude. Do you know what schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy. So remember when the Trump administration lost its court battle uh, trying to put a racist question on the census and lying to the court (laughs) saying it was to comply with the Voting Rights Act? Oh, yeah. Uh, When what it was really doing was disenfranchising voters, gerrymandering, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically to assist white Republican voters. the Scooby-Doo episode where they pull off the mask and it's like, (laughs) oh, it was gerrymandering the whole time. (laughs) Well, I'd be able to gerrymander if I weren't a few meddling journalists. (laughs) But yeah, no, this is totally true and real. Like we're not, you know, yes, we're a partisan podcast, as Brian Williams likes to say, just the one time. Uh, That, but it is true that they were literally doing this to gerrymander to help white Republicans. Those are the words in the study by the Republican dude who wrote the study. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I'm not, that's not just me being like. Yeah, these are not beans. Yeah, this is, this is what I think. No, that's what it was. And anyway, BuzzFeed reports the, uh, this week that the Trump administration could end up paying nearly $15 million in legal fees. Uh, federal law gives the challengers the right to demand the losers cover the winner's legals bill, legal Damn. bills. And earlier this month, the Department of Justice agreed to pay $2.7 million to the ACLU and others for the case in Manhattan. And now the winners of the two cases in Maryland, which is not Trump, uh, are asking for $7 million and $4 million respectively. And the request for 100000 in the California case is going to be paid in September. Wow. So, haha. That's pretty smart. They played that well. It's a gamble, but it worked out. I don't justice. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I yes, but I don't know how much of a gamble it was because that was a pretty open and shut case. Well, not they, putting yeah. that citizenship question on the census. That's fair, but I thought that Trump was going to find a way to like I don't know, just break the system. <laughs> you know, like I think that paper was just such incriminating evidence. Oh, but totally. that even wasn't used in the SCOTUS decision. Exactly. Remember, they didn't even consider right. it. They so, didn't even consider that. That's why they're thought... using it for in you know like sanctions on those lawyers. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just thought yes. Trump was going to really like that. defy it. So I didn't think that it you know I didn't think anything would matter after that. But I'm it's glad up, things do still matter. It's up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court, even though we've got you know I like beer on there, and uh, <laughs> what's his fuck uh, Gorsuch, even though we've got at least, like these just super jerky right-wing fuckers on the court they still have to follow the law and and they know that and this one had no chance i don't think and but so it wasn't it was a gamble for the trump administration yeah knowing that they might have to pay these legal bills of the challengers of this to try to put this citizenship question on there but i don't think trump cares about that kind of shit Mm -hmm. right 
I get scared though with the Supreme Court because it's their interpretation of the law, right? Where it gets tricky, and I'm just like, Man, yeah. But if, if we it's don't been, get... but if it's a law that has precedent that's been decided over oh. and over and over and over again, it's Which is really this one? hard. Okay, yeah, good, good. If it's black and white, like the like the Mazars case, uh, you know, where Trump is trying to block um, them from getting the financial, uh, the oversight committee from getting financial documents from Mazars, or the finance committee from getting Capital One and Deutsche, or the House Ways and Means Committee from getting the taxes. These are black and white laws. So there's there's not a lot of room for interpretation for them. That's Whereas for like a, a Roe v. Wade law, there's more gray area or, you know, these other kinds of uh, civil rights laws and right. uh, shit like that. There's more gray area. Wouldn't Roe v. Wade be a precedent, though? Or is it the only precedent? Therefore, it's like not as strong of a... It's been... It's... it's upheld it's been upheld several times in court it has a history okay. of precedent Good. but people could interpret it differently mm. than these black and white effing laws good point because yeah. you know what roe v wade is based on is it, it's constitutional it's and mm -hmm. so when you interpret the constitution it gets fuzzier than when you interpret like a statute like you will you shall hand over taxes <laughs> yeah so it just it gets fuzzier the further back you go with all the old white dudes mm -hmm. who that makes people. it wow that makes so much sense it gets fuzzier the further back you go <laughs> It really does. It's true for me in my life as well. I don't yeah. remember the 20s very much. Yeah. So. And over time, too, I imagine the lesson is continuously learned that you have to be as specific as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But in any case, he's going to have to shell out a shitload of money, and that is schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. And, guys, it may come as no surprise, but Trump is now backtracking on his fickle sort of support for expanded background checks after the, mu the multiple mass shootings last week, saying... Oh, you know, I thought about it, but we already have a lot of background checks. That's what he said. We right. already have a lot of background Classic checks. Classic Trump, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Th the NRA called him. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. he was like, we can talk about background checks. Just like the last time, he's like, we can talk about bump stocks. NRA gave him a call. And then, like, remember that $30 million, bro? Yeah. 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 Dude, the forget. NRA is like, don't be scared of the NRA, Trump, okay? <laughs> they're dying. They're weak. They're losers. <laughs> they're low energy. The guns, you don't man. like low. Yeah. They're low, <laughs> they're low energy NRA. Right? Low energy. Very not smart. I wish it took more energy to pull a trigger. That was what we need. Guns that are harder to use is what it is. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's just it's, oh, even an fingers. old person. Mm. Yeah, like it, they could do it. I think that's a good right. idea. I still like Chris Rock's idea of making the bullets cost five thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like when I get paid, I'm gonna pop a cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks from now, you're yeah. a damn motherfucker. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously though, it's it's like why would you even be intimidated by a group that truly is dying? That is, I know they still have a bunch of money. Well, he's also dying. You would think. He, he probably relates to them more than anything. Oh, God, I don't even know if I could say that. I think he's fucking going to live more forever. More emboldened. Yeah. I think oh, you mean like I politically think, they're dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're both in their death throes. Uh, I fucking but, hope so. But like that's, Ugh. you know, it's, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, he's going to back off of it like he always does. I just hope that Washington doesn't back off of it like they have every, the last hundred times this discussion has come up. But, right. um, well, you I know. heard 80% of, uh, what's the gen, the new generation gen, what's the letter? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. I heard 80% of them are voting in the next election. If that, if that statistic makes any sense, or maybe it's the other generation. They're all turning 18 by the time. Yeah. It's definitely people that can vote is what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But their main thing is student debt. So it could be our generation. I could be confusing the letters, but the point is there's a lot yeah, of young Yeah. It's the millennials. 80% of millennials. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I yeah. Think. I just yeah. feel like, yeah, I feel like they would back that kind of thing. They, they are, they're really scared of all kinds of things like that. Yeah, and they and they care more. I feel like they are, they're mm -hmm. just more into it, and I, ho I hope that's the truth too. We'll see how the youth vote turns out, guys. We'll be right back after this quick word with more news and today's hashtag. After these messages, we'll be right back. 
We're a nation of immigrants, and it's our diversity that makes us strong. The motto of the United States of America is E Pluribus Unum, which is Latin for, of many, one. We are the great melting pot, and that made me really curious as to where my family came from and how we fit into the American story. And that ultimately led me to discover more about my family history with the Ancestry DNA test. Ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places your family is from. It gives you a deeper understanding of who you are and your family story. And Ancestry's data archives and record collections give you a more complete picture so you can trace your ancestors over time. And it's really easy to get started. I took the test and found out that not only was I not Irish, which was the family rumor for years, but something amazing happened. I found one of my ancestors who was a comedian and a musician from the 1920s who played banjo at the Clicquot C Club in New York and was a comedian. He like sang funny songs. And not only do I write comedy songs and I've been like a huge Weird Al fan forever, but my dad also did. And then I found out that my great great uncle was famous for it too, Harry Reeser. So it's not just about origin. It's about people. And most importantly, it's about understanding my responsibility to others. And that unless we're indigenous, we're all immigrants. And that we must love and respect everyone's family story, because that is what makes America great. And we can respect everyone's story by understanding our own. So go to Ancestry.com today for 20% off your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com for 20% off your DNA kit and start building your story today. Ancestry.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Just a few more headlines for today. In a stunning move, the Department of Justice filed another amicus brief siding with Trump over the House Financial Services and Intel Committees. If you remember, they did this last week in the Mazars case. They filed an amicus brief, um, which is also in the appellate court at the moment. And the DOJ is saying they don't think the Oversight Committee and Elijah Cummings have specific enough legislative reasons, mm -hmm. you know, to demand Trump's financial records from his accounting firm, Mazars. Yeah. Well, the DOJ has filed another amicus brief in the Deutsche Bank and Capital One case. And you'll remember when we talked about this last week, I'm like, they haven't done it yet for the Deutsche Bank and Capital One case, but you can put your beans on it. And here they are. <laughs> the Second Circuit Court of Appeals is set to hear arguments in the, the Deutsche Bank Capital One case on Friday uh, over the subpoenas issued by those committees and their investigation into Trump, his family, his businesses and their banking history and whether that includes money laundering or foreign influence. The DOJ also argues that these multiple investigations could distract Trump from doing his president job. Um, <laughs> okay. Is that what they call this? Is that a direct quote? No, that's what oh. I call okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that's You never a, know these days. <laughs> that's how I figured they might say it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Little keys distracting him from his president job. <laughs> he can't do his president job, you guys. Not Phil. Uh, the lower court ruled against Trump in this case. Uh, the panel is made up of uh, one Jimmy Carter and two Bushes. That's mm. hilarious. So that's <laughs> that's how I'm going to do the. I'm just going to imagine that now. <laughs> that's how I'm going to do the appointments from now on. Like these three panel judges. We got an Obama. We got a Bush. And we got a Carter. I love yeah. it. I wish Jimmy Carter could just be permanently employed as a judge appointer. <sighs> he's amazing. That yeah. guy's so great. Yeah. He's out there building houses. He's just yeah. so fucking reasonable and mm -hmm. kind. He is. And, and just realistic. I guess that ties into being reasonable, but like addressing trump head on but also not sounding crazy while saying it it's like okay. that's what we need more of yeah. yeah although if i could think of the one person that would be the worst opponent against trump currently it would be jimmy carter definitely <laughs> oh my god he can't do it dude right? no. he would be he's like ugh. he's 900 
And yes, well, he's and basically nothing, the equivalent of like nine hundred no, political no. slug. I don't want to be AJC that's, either, but isn't Bernie old too? And I would vote for him. Yeah, I'd vote for Bernie. Yeah, Bernie's like eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, but Jimmy but, Carter, he doesn't have any fire. He's like a he's, he's like the warmth reasonable. that radiates from fire. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice, Kendall. <laughs> he's one of those. Yeah. He's one of those fireplaces the Amish build with no real fire. <laughs> yes, it just has those fl- like yes. flittery. And yeah. you're like, how is this still going? Yeah. Right. Why when he builds those homes, he's just like the fireplace. That's making there. me warm. <laughs> That's true. I don't need a fireplace. I just need Jimmy Carter just sitting Jimmy in a corner Carter. of my house. <laughs> Throw another log on the Jimmy just Carter. Smiling. <laughs> oh, I'll hang your stockings. No problem. I remember when we used to throw down on some marshmallows on the Jimmy Carter and have some s'mores. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we got two Carters and a bush. Uh, no, a, one Carter, two bushes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the panel. That's the three the three judge panel that's going to hear this. Of course, they're going to decide. They're going to rule with the lower court. I, I hundred percent beans on this for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't, don't have any inside information. I just know the law is so black and white, like we were talking about earlier, Julissa. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Trump will appeal it. He'll want to hear it, have it reheard and bonk in front of the whole nine panel. And then when they say, "I know you're crazy," he'll probably petition the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court say, "We're not listening to this." Uh, I don't think they'll hear it and they'll kick it back down. And the en banc um, circuit court, second circuit court panel decision will hold. All right. Uh, which kicks it back down to the district judge, which is no, Trump loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So that's my beans. Cool. Tight. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> two 90s for you guys to yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, time to get social. Hashtag. All right, so today we have uh, hashtag I stand with PP and hashtag pro- uh, protect 10, or it's actually X because it's Roman numeral 10, because Monday the Trump administration forced Planned Parenthood out of Title 10, deliberately obstructing, obstructing low-income people's access to basic health services and interfering in medical decisions made by patients and their doctors. So we're calling for the courts to protect Title 10. That's what we, what we would be doing with this hashtag. Uh, Planned Parenthood is the biggest grantee of Title X federal funding, using 41% of it. But Trump has said he will not fund Planned Parenthood or any of the Title X grantees if they refer subgrantees, if they refer patients out for abortion care. And Planned Parenthood and other defendants have asked for an injunction to allow funding to continue, but they have yet uh, to hear arguments in the case. Those are due September 23rd. Until then, Planned Parenthood and the other 4,100 providers who rely on Title X funding will either have to comply with the gag order and not refer patients out for abortion care or rely on private donations. So please give to Planned Parenthood. Post on social media with the hashtag Protect10. That's a Roman numeral 10, so Protect X. Uh, and you can throw in a hashtag I stand with PP mm-hmm. for good measure. And this is one of those steps we're talking about. Um, one of those things we look back on and go, there was a flag. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And this is, tell. have you, because um, I think one end of time period that I didn't have insurance I think I was is this the same thing as family packed it's like I remember it's like a green card I feel like and, that's a California thing oh that would but make sense the, this is federal funding that could be funneled into that like yeah. specifically yeah but I think the idea is that like they're cutting off the federal funding for these kinds of things right yeah. if you don't for like, any comply. clinic yeah for any clinic that uh, makes abor- abortion care referrals yeah which is crazy it's like you can't even just say hey i recommend you get it somewhere else without getting the funding cut that's that's you, insane yeah you can't refer uh, an ab- abortion care right which effectively then on principle they're like well then 
no. Right. We're not going to accept this and we're not accepting any of your money. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really, really bold of them because I, I wouldn't imagine they'd be able to to stay or sustain with just private donations, even though it would help them like maintain for now. But the idea is that hopefully that ruling will work in their favor and then they'll get the funds back because that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of money they need for like basic things. Right. And of course, <clears throat> communities that like lack education and resources too are, are, totally. are ones that like are in need of abortion services, as are all communities. But yeah, the education deficit is like obviously bigger and socioeconomic. I'm with him though. I'm with him because if you can't make the decision that you need to make as a doctor, then you might be violating your do no harm oath. Mm-hmm. And also ethically, because remember in, I think it was Missouri where they had that one final abortion clinic left and they were making them add a, an unnecessary pelvic exam, intrusive a probe exam. Uh, for no medical reason. And they, in order to keep the clinic open, because it was the last one in Missouri, they said, all right, we'll do this. And and, the, and after a couple of weeks, the, the doctors were like, I can't do this. It is mm-hmm. against ethical practice. Right. You aren't letting me be a doctor. The government is basically, Trump is basically standing in the room with your feet up on the mm-hmm. stirrups, and he's telling you your doctor is not allowed to say certain things to you. Right. Isn't, isn't that and kind of socialism when they claim they're against it? It's like they just cherry pick when they want to do it. It's like it's like a police state, but they're taking away funding. So Except it's the like, idea of socialism is socialism. It's not is to at be all for the socialism. greater good. Yeah. So I right. So like, well, the, you're talking about like you the know, bad socialism. Right. I get. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I it's kind of like. Yeah, I mean, there's like the the universality of socialism, which I think is kind of what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Just the fact that like something is applied to there's like a blanket rule that's totally. applied to a whole group. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's it's more political on one side. There's something to, like, like socialism. The better. On the other side, it's something like fascism. Yeah, definitely more fascism than so- socialism. Yeah, I wouldn't use socialism to describe anything negative. At the at that's this fair. Mo- at this point, <laughs> <laughs> that's very fair. Uh, but I, yeah, it's, yeah. I just think it's even crazy. in Cuba where they're completely the wrong kind of socialism that mm-hmm. you're talking. About. There are fascists that operate a quote-unquote socialist regime, basically, mm-hmm. but that's because they're distorting the principles of socialism. Exactly. So it's a government at this point saying, "I'm going to dictate how doctors are doctors, but also I'm going to take away their funding." It's it's just, yeah, it's fascist. I'm not going to yeah. fund you unless you are doctors the way I want you to doctor. Right. But in, even in Cuba, which you would think, oh, communist Cuba. Or you know, toward that end, uh, they, which is a hundred percent government-run healthcare system, they don't do that. They don't intervene and make decisions on behalf of patients and doctors. Interesting. Yet we're doing it here in the United States in a privately funded healthcare system that, you know, that we pay for. Of course, these, this is federal funding that we're talking about. But to manipulate federal funds for access to care for 41 percent of, of Americans, low income Americans, so that you can dictate what the doctor says to you and then to turn around as a Republican and blame Democrats for being the ones who want to control your health care and uh, disallow you and your doctor to make decisions right it's the fucking opposite and it's got to stop and and so hashtag it protect 10 absolutely yeah and it's also like what i read was that this is a program that has been title 10 that's been going on successfully for like decades and decades and decades so the fact that they're doing this is completely unprecedented with this program as well and it's across <laughs> all administrations too nobody's ever had a fucking problem with it before except this douchebag yeah yeah because pence is over here like listen listen so to many me. things they're doing like that yeah. that have never been done before mm-hmm it's disgusting and, and it's fascist. The, yes, and not to mention the fact that the president has paid people off to freaking like get rid of things. Yeah, exactly. Look at uh, you know cool. McDougal and uh, Stormy. Stormy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold me closer, Stormy Daniels. I love Stormy Daniels. Anyone that gives her shit for doing stand up, 
like just pisses me off she was so she's so funny it's like even if she okay i'm just gonna throw it out there even if her set wasn't great hypothetically i didn't see it it's probably awesome but like just the idea of someone trying something and that because she did porn that's like a dumb idea i think that's people shitting on people for trying things are yeah assholes. it's like maybe you shouldn't do it if you, you know like I just, except for when trump tries to be president we can shit on oh that. yeah there we go yeah <laughs> i'm a hypocrite <laughs> No, just me. <laughs> All right, guys. That's our show for today. You guys have any final thoughts? Oh, yeah. I found a cool uh, subreddit on reddit.com. It's called Beans in Things. It's just a bunch of pictures of beans in places they shouldn't be. And it's really cool, really. Like, like beans you know, in things? Yeah, yeah. It's like safe for work, you know? So it's like just random, like beans in a shoe or beans in a gun or beans in a clock, you know? Just beans in crazy places. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, check Go it out. Go find one. Yeah, and, and reddit.com slash r slash beans and things you know how reddit's weird just google beans and things go find one go find a picture and, t- and tweet it at us <laughs> oh my god please do there's so many at daily from. at daily beans pod yeah please and follow us too we need more followers i'll follow <laughs> back i'll start following back i know I've, i'm following like one person right yeah it's fun though to follow back people are really like appreciative oh my that. god she found amanda. it amanda found it beans baby <laughs> beans baby number one are there beans are there is there a series of beans babies Beans. Uh, there's so many yep, things. There's okay. Oh, beans and fireball. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Beans and orange rinds. Nice. Is that an Insta or is oh, that a? That's is a, that Reddit? Reddit? That's Reddit. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. That's, okay. Now I have that's many favorite Reddit. things. So tweet your favorite <laughs> picture of beans and things, and and we'll follow yeah. back. Yes. At yes. Uh, at Daily Beans Pod, and that's excellent. That's like going to be my new emergency kittens, which was <laughs> I was introduced to by Asha Rangappa when I'm having yes. a bad day on Twitter. That's great. I just had to go through Instagram today and follow things that also make me happy mm-hmm. and take nice. my mind my mind off of just imminent doom but fair enough fair enough <laughs> uh art sorry are you done with your last word i am okay um because i have one i saw that the mooch is trying to gather a bunch of support from ex-trump advisors trying to put together a coalition out. of the willing yes that he says <laughs> will be ready to come out to the public in mid to late fall he says Whoa. to tell the world how crazy donald trump is as if that's going to make any sort of difference whatsoever are they dropping a joint mixtape like, <laughs> right. like just wait just uh wait. hey mooch we've been already doing this yeah. for like uh, three years yeah 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 but i do like the, than ever. right i like the concept of getting people together that mm-hmm. were once like heralded by Donald Trump, you know, and then them all coming together on a united front. Unfortunately, though, clearly that's not going to make a difference to any of his base because they are saying shit like, he could fucking shoot. Sorry, I need to drop that accent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could be a general, you know, You could just be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll, my point is, they'll support him no matter what. They don't care about all the shitty things he's done. They just truly believe that he is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And and the difference, I think, between Mooch and some other folks that I've been talking to that are former Trump supporters is that Mooch is still a Republican. He still wants to take away your abortions. He still wants, you know, tax cuts for the rich. He still wants uh, I don't know how he feels about LGBTQ plus rights, but it can't be good. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I, he's still a Republican. But what I'm when I'm talking about when I'm talking about what I'm going to talk about next is I'm talking about Republicans who have turned into Democrats mm-hmm. because they've realized that, that we had enough of the hate. They've realized, you know, I maybe they have a uh, like a gay daughter or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, wh- whatever it is. And now they're coming around to me and like, I can't vote against the, these are my people and these are my friends and these are the people I love. What about independence? Same thing. Thing pretty much no you gotta be a democrat gotta be a democrat okay hey, <laughs> hey i don't i don't blame I don't you for drawing Joe that line yeah sometimes being hey. on the fence is not enough baby steps for them baby steps for me too there you go <laughs> one small step for democracy definitely no libertarians uh unless they switch <laughs> to socialism oh, we lost independent because yeah. of that unless you're voting blue this time and yeah. that's what i'm 
talking about here. I'm talking about people who are willing, who voted for Trump or used to be Trump supporters or used to be Republicans and are willing to vote blue in the 2020 election because they just can't stand these policies and they can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. And so I have a parting thought on this. I've noticed that when former Trump supporters change parties and they want to become Democrats and vote blue, some Democrats demonize them and try to drum them out of the party. And I wanted to ask you, and of course you don't have to listen to me, but please stop doing that. Uh, we've been begging people to change. That's what activism is. We march to get people to change their minds and hearts. And when they do, we have to give them room to change. Well, you don't have to, but I would really appreciate it. And, and we need to build bridges, not walls. And, and if they're a mole, you know, if they're an a-hole, like a Trojan horse, we, we can err on the side of kindness. It doesn't really, you know, I, I understand that kindness is harder than hate, but I think we're fucking tough and I believe in us. And the last thing we want is to send these folks who have been conned uh, and had the courage to admit it back to the polls with hate in their hearts for Democrats. And I understand that some of us have been gaslit and abused and, uh, you know, so badly and assaulted. Our, you know, our, our minds have been assaulted so badly that we, we aren't ready to forgive. Some of us aren't ready to forgive. And that's totally understandable. We all do what we can in our own time. I only ask that you don't slew venom. And, and, you know, if you need to talk, we're here for you. So please take care of yourselves and please take care of each other. I've been A.G. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is produced by A.G. featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.